I know you will. Do, do, do. Yeah. Ah, oh, cool. Ah, cool. You know what that sound means. It's time for unspoken requests. Unspoken requests with your best friends, Jared and Mike. It's Sunday at 1 a.m. No matter when you're listening to this, right now it's Sunday at 1 a.m. Uh, I heard that you can get this show as a podcast now. That is 100% true. If you visit iTunes.com, Stitcher.com, Google.iTunesPodcast.com, uh, or uh, uh, maybe on Spotify.com. I'm, that one is uh, just get one of those more sp- mysterious. Just get one of those spod- spodcasts. Spodcast. Podcast apps. Wherever fine podcasts are sold, you can now listen to this show, and maybe you are right now. Even where the bad ones are. Yeah. You can find it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we're now in podcast form. With all the crummy music cut out, it's just the good talking bits. But we'll always tell you. We'll always tell you what you just missed. Just missed. You can look it up. What did we just miss currently, Jared? That was Paul Page. Paul Page. Please don't sing Aloha to me. From the double LP compilation. That's a lot of P's in there. <laughs> Paul Page, please don't sing a little to me. From the double LP compilation Pacific Paradise. Wow. On really the, getting those plosives. On the Subliminal Sounds record label. That was nice. It's a nice, uh, uh, I think it's pretty much all of his recordings, as far as I could tell. Are they all Hawaiian recordings? Yeah. Cool. Some uh, exotica, exotic. Uh, exploitation, like souvenir records you yeah. you know get when you're crooner he type. tried to sell you when you're visiting Hawaii. Uh, There's a real nice 32 page booklet. Wow, nice. sounds cool. I picked it up at Landlocked what's, Music. What's the label? Subliminal Sounds out cool. of uh, England, I think. England. Cool man. Yeah, it's a real nice compilation. That was a nice song. Before that, we heard Death Cab for Cutie, world famous rock band with their old song from the year 2000. Old time favorite from yesteryear. For what reason? The year was 1999. What year would that that album come out? 2000. The year was 2000. George Bush was in the White House and Death Cab for Goody were blowing up the charts with (laughs) for what reason? (laughs) (laughs) Hula hoops were all the rage. (laughs) Napster. So Napster, that song, that album, I guess, always makes me think of uh, sitting in my childhood living room, my senior year of high school, listening to that track that I had downloaded uh, illegally from Napster. Oh, nice. I, You know, I bought that CD, but I downloaded illegally the photo album through a file sharing service. Or someone I, did, not me. I, I did, would never do that. I did the opposite. I purchased the photo album. Ah, downloaded funny. this one. Funny. The and good old days. Ten years later, I, I bought the double LP at Landlocked Music. Oh, nice. Landlocked. I'm going to sing the praises Single of Landlocked LP. here for a minute. 
Uh, first of all, you can now pick up a new at Landlocked. Though I'm, I don't think I'm allowed to talk about no, that. No, you can't. I can't, um, I can't even say it. I'm just... You can, actually. Yeah, I could say it. But you already did, so we'll just go... I, saw, uh, I actually saw it there today when I was... Oh, you did? I was like, Good. oh, the price is still here. It's, it's the nice price. But yeah, so I requested the nice price. I also uh, want to say that I popped in there this past week and uh, bought a record that I had never heard before that I was curious about just because it was cheap enough. It was affordable enough. Brand new record in the shrink wrap and everything. And I just really appreciate that about them. So if you're going to th- think about buying some music here in town, I'd recommend checking out Landlocked Music. If you don't already know. Surely you know. If you're listening to this crap, surely you know about Landlocked. I just want to sing their praises for a minute. I love them as a local business. Yeah. They're great. Before that, we heard... Where am I? We heard Map. Mm-hmm. Map with Lay Down the Law. And before that, we heard Eggstone with Terra Masalada. What's the deal with that? Terra Masalada. I served them for the first time in your car the other day. I'm a fan. I like them. They're Swedish. Swedes. Are they new or old? Old. I think that record was from 1997, maybe. Oh. The year was 1997. George Bush was in the White House. And hula hoops were <laughs> all the rage. No, no, Mike, that was t- the year 2000. Oh, what was popular when they do those time capsule things? Oh, I remember 1997. Yo-yos were everywhere. No, no, no. Bop it! All the teens at the beach were bopping it or pulling it to the game. Bop it! Yeah. Eggstone, good band. So this week is episode number 21. 21. Can you believe we've made it to 21 episodes? I want to thank all you loyal listeners who have stuck with us and listened to... We keep getting your cards and letters and they're saying, I've never missed a minute of unspoken requests. I've heard all 40 hours of content so far and it's all top notch. I, uh, I hear people are listening on their podcast app. They're hitting the button that plays us at half speed because they just want it to uh-huh. keep, keep going. I had a friend, and this is legitimate. This morning, I had a friend who texted me and said, Hey, I listened to your podcast on the way to work today. And I said, Oh, which episode? She said, I started on episode 19, then I jumped over to episode 14, there then I go. went back to 19. Okay. So there you have it. That's the way to do it. Yeah. So maybe she'll hear this. She can send me another message telling me if she heard it. We'll see. Pretty soon you'll be able to access all 20 episodes. I think right now you can only get the last 10, but that'll be changed. Yeah, we need to look into that. Right now the archive of the... uh, They're all online, but through your podcast app, your preferred uh, vehicle for podcasts, I think it's only showing you the most recent 10. And we're going to try to remedy that soon. Because there's some real good stuff buried in those first 10 episodes. I'll tell you that. Some of the b- b- some of the golden episodes are buried there in the first 10. And then after that, we're just treading water, like now. 
No way, man. So, Mike. Yes? How's your week been? I went to Holiday World recently. Tell us all about it. Have you been? I went once, uh, probably about the same time I downloaded that uh, Death Get for Cutie <laughs> album illegally. I went with my folks uh, and some people from church to Holiday World. Okay. Uh, maybe a couple years before that, but yeah. Growing up, we were Indiana Beach family. Never been. That's where we went. Well, my dad's job for many years that he hated, uh, their annual company picnic would be held at Indiana Beach. So we would go to that every year. We had a company picnic for my dad's old job at Kings Island. Once. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. I like Kings Island. So, yeah, my family planned a trip. Uh, my wife and her family. We met up with them down at Holiday World last week. And I'll tell you, I loved it. I really? had a great time. Uh, you normally a stick in the mud about I know. fun things. I know. Fun is something I am averse to, usually. But I just thought it was delightful. It felt like it's a real... Southern Indiana thing. How Santa, how uh, Christmas themed is it? The Christmas land is extremely Christmas themed. Like, they, I heard that stupid Paul McCartney song. Oh, I like that one. Oh, I do too, but it is stupid. Well, sure. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't like it. Okay. Uh, heard that, heard some Burl Ives. What's, um, the, what's the last great Christmas song in the Christmas song, Christmas music came <sighs> Good question. Which was which is more recent? Uh, Dear Santa. <laughs> Dear Santa. Hey Santa. Sorry. Hey Santa. <laughs> no, which is more? I do love that song actually. Uh, I found out recently it's Carl singing uh, the background vocal on Sing? Hey Santa. Oh, okay. Not Brian, but uh, uh, no. Which is more recent? Um, All I want for Christmas is you. Or Mary, did you know? Which one of those is younger? <laughs> Who originally did Mary, did you know? I do not like that song. What? I don't like it. The Mark Lowry song, Mary, did you know? Yeah, I don't like the way it sounds. Do you like the message? Not really. Oh. It's like, hey, did you know this thing? And she's like, no, I didn't. Or is she like, yeah, duh. Yeah. God came to me in a dream and told me, idiot. Right. <laughs> I don't like. I. I, uh, I don't like the song. Sorry. Well, I'm gonna send Mark Lowry a letter. And no, tell no, 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 no. Who did it first? Well. What do you got? Spill. It was originally recorded by disgraced Christian music singer Michael English. Oh. I didn't know he was disgraced. What did he do? Let's find out. Michael English. <laughs> Let's see. Born in North Carolina. Oh, God. This is... He was uh, joined the Goodmans. Uh-huh. The singing uh, Goodmans? The singing Americans. Um, the Gaithers. All the vocal bands. <laughs> scandal. Scandal. Yeah, hit me with the scandal. I'm just going to read this from Wikipedia. Dot. Yes, please. English's Christian music career. English's Christian music career abruptly came to a halt on May 6, 1994, just one week before the 24th annual Dove Awards, where he had received four Dove Awards, including Artist of the Year and Male Vocalist of the Year. English learned that Maribeth Jordan, with whom he had an affair, was pregnant with his 
child. Maybe that's where the song comes from. Mary and Beth, did you know? Wow. Jordan sang with the group First Call. They had just completed a tour for Unwed Mothers. Wow. Both English and Jordan were married to other people at the time. English was pressured by Warner Alliance to make a public apology, and he was eventually dropped by the label. Warner removed all promotions, marketing, which halted sales of English's records, and Christian radio stations pulled English's songs off the air. He also returned his Dove Awards to the Gospel Music Association. English and his wife, Lisa, who were married for 11 years and had a daughter, divorced. English stayed with friends Ashley and Winona Judd <gasps> during his recovery period and did not perform gospel music for three years. In late 1994, English signed a record contract with Curb Records to produce mainstream pop music. A duet with Winona Judd titled Healing, a song English had originally recorded for his album Hope, introduced English to a secular audience when the song was featured in the 1994 movie Silent Fall. Wow. Yeah. That's quite a... I didn't know that. I knew there was a scandal. quite a tale. But I didn't... Uh, you didn't know the Judds were involved? I did not know the Judds were involved <laughs> in the comeback trail after this uh, scandal. Wow. I don't think I remember him. I can't think of his face or any of his songs or his voice. guess that's why. In 2013, it was announced that he would be leaving the Gaither vocal band, which I guess he had joined. Oh, he was back. To devote more time to his solo career. Effective immediately. Wow. This is his departure. His final appearance with the group was at the 2013 Devil Awards. So there you go. Now, now, listener of Unspoken Requests, you know the scandalous history of gospel great you know that, Michael English. Maybe that should be a new uh, segment on the show where we uh, oh, read uh, about good. a uh, gospel music scandal. I love that. I love it. What's another scandal that comes to, the, to mind? Uh, there was a Jeff and Sherry Easter scandal who are coming nearby, I think to Bedford maybe soon. I heard on the radio today. Um, was there a Sandy Patty scandal? In 1992, the news of Patty's divorce from manager John Helverling shocked the gospel music industry. The reason for the split was later revealed to be infidelity, which subsequently stalled her career in the mid-1990s. Yeah. It was reported... During her marriage, she had an extramarital affair with her backup singer, Don Peslis, P-E-S-L-I-S, Pelly, Pesli, <laughs> who was also married at the time. Wow. Patty divorced him, Helverling in 93, and married Peslis in August of 95. She made a full confession to her church congregation. And <laughs> during this time, so this Michael English guy receives uh, yeah. help from the Judds. Uh huh. You're not going to believe during this time, <laughs> Patty receives su- support from national figure. I don't know if you should even guess. guess I don't. I can't. Guess the. It crazy, could be anyone. The craziest person who you think would. Uh, no, I can't. Give her. I can't support. Even. Just name. Okay, fine. Charles Schultz. <laughs> The creator of the Peanuts comic strip. He referenced her in a comic strip. Wow. And Patty is quoted in a recent spiritual biography of Schultz as having been touched by the gesture. Wow. Wow. That is nuts. 
I had no idea. Yeah, same here. Uh, That's remarkable. Hey, good news. Oh, go ahead. I do like this idea for a segment. I think it's great. We should start uh, collecting them and maybe uh, dressing them up a little bit. Uh, can we put comedians, Christian comedians in there too? Because I really want to oh, tell yes. the Mike Warrenke yeah. tale. We'll have an old episode. That'll be next time. Okay. No, so, I, yeah, that's what I mean. Once we get yeah, it prepared. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yes. That's a, that'll be good. Hey, good news. Uh, our um, our uh, show booker has booked us a guest. Oh. It is someone named Owen Ashworth. Okay. I guess so that's an a, interesting I name. I guess he's a musician in Chicago. Oh, okay. All right, Chicago, fine. Should we try to get him on the line? Yeah, let's see if we can get him on the horn. Let's turn the turn the bed music down, Randall. Thank you. Great. So you're just ca- it's a cold call. We're cold calling him up right now. It's a prank call. We're gonna prank call someone called Owen Ashworth. This is the first time on unspoken requests. Is it ringing? Should be ringing. I don't know that things are working properly. Well, you know, maybe they're not. Oh, wait, there oh, it goes. it's ringing. We can hear the ring. It's ringing. Okay, great. It has to get ha- all the way to Chicago. Good point. Can't From space. R- right away, yeah. Hello. Hello, is this Owen Ashworth? Hey, you got it. Welcome to Unspoken Requests with Jared and oh, Mike. Oh, man. Are you hey, okay guys. with being directly on the air? <laughs> Oh, boy, yeah, I'm good. I'm ready. All right, we're on the air with Owen Ashworth from Chicago, Illinois, Oak Park, Illinois. Thanks for being yeah. our very first our very first telephone guest. Really? Oh, yeah. what an honor. Yeah, Thanks first, for having me. first one ever. Boy, oh, boy. Thanks. We were like, we got to get someone good for our first telephone guest. <laughs> oh, man. Well. And then we got you. <laughs> Congrats on the big guest. <laughs> Oh, and how you doing? What's uh, how's your day been? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I I got my wife the Silence of the Lambs Criterion Edition DVD for her birthday, and we're just watching some of the bonus features. Uh, the blooper reel is a real trip. <laughs> oh, do they just have a blooper reel of uh, that guy going shoot that great big fat lady, and everyone laughing at <laughs> <on set? laughs> No, he's not on the blooper reel. Oh, it's, surprising. Uh, he did, he did, yeah, he he nailed it. Every take. <laughs> Owen, can you hear Mike? Yeah, I can. You can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you both. I can hear you both. Mike, you can hear me, and you can hear. I Owen. can hear you both. We have a this real. This is all working. It's a real technological miracle what we have going I on really, here. I really. It doesn't take much out. to confuse me. Like you were explaining to me how this is working earlier, and I I literally got a little confused. <laughs> I'm. It's so it's, it's just it's all magic to me. Yeah. Phones. Hey, you know that <laughs> yeah. Ted Levine who played that uh, uh, Buffalo Bill? He was. Uh, did you guys ever watch Monk? Oh, never did. No, that's a Tony Shalhoub uh, vehicle, right? Yeah, produced exactly, by Tom, yeah. uh, well, Tom Sharpling wrote for that show. Oh, I didn't know that. Exactly. Yeah, good old uh, Ted Levine. He's a real mild-mannered, nice uh, police detective with a mustache. And uh, somebody told me it's like, yeah, that's Buffalo Bill from Science of the Lambs. I couldn't believe it. Oh, funny. I watched that again recently, Silence of the Lambs. I hadn't seen it in a long time. It holds up pretty well. It's good. It's great. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'll tell you what, those deleted scenes, they made a real good move deleting them. <laughs> they really uh, cheapened the whole deal. Some stinkers. <laughs> you really appreciate, appreciate good editing when you see yeah. those dumb deleted scenes. <laughs> oh, and what have you so done? How's this, 
What what's up? I was going to ask how the show works. What what have you all been doing? Oh, that? okay. So it's really we have this, this funny interaction. So we didn't get to have this with you, but usually when we have friends over for the show, uh, they come in the room and we say, "Have you heard this show before?" And they're always like, "Nope." Uh, yeah. And so then we uh, explain that it's just a hangout, and um, it's very casual, and we like to talk about things. It's conversational, but uh, sure, it's kind of also anything goes. I appreciate yeah. that. Although, part of the reason that we have you on, and we don't have to get to this right away, but we can, is that you have a new record coming out. So we do want to talk about do, that yeah. at some point. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And you've been on tour yep. recently, is that right? No, I've been. Uh, I took the summer off. It's been pretty oh. nice. Uh, family and I went up to Maine this last week. Oh. We were on vacation. Okay. Went to uh, Mountain Desert Island, uh, where Acadia National Park is. Um, it was great. Uh, had a real uh, adventure. Just hanging out in the park, going on the water and stuff, getting on boats. And uh, our friend Robert Stillman, who lives in England, who's a musician, musician Robert Stillman. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's great. from Maine. And every August, he uh, he house sits for some family friends in Portland. So we were staying with him in Portland in this really nice big house in downtown Portland, Maine, for a few days. Oh, great. We have kids like the same age. Kids are hanging out. And uh, second night we were there, we were just just cutting up in the living room like nine or 10 at night. And, uh, we hear this fluttering. We're like, what's going on? And this animal swoops through the room. And Robert's like, I think there's a, there's a, there's a bird in the house. And the, this thing swoops through and I caught its silhouette silhouette. It was like a perfect bat symbol. I've never seen <laughs> like a white, like a bat. I was like, that's a bat. It was like a big bat. Yeah. And, uh, it really spooked us, and, rock, and it flew upstairs to where all the children were sleeping. We're like, oh, no. But uh, Robert managed to uh, kind of uh, corral it into one room. And we're like, well, where are all those bats coming from? Anyway, good night. <laughs> we just went to sleep. And in the morning, Robert was like, you you guys really missed the big show last night. I, was, I, I couldn't sleep. I was wondering where those bats came from. I went down to the basement, and it was like Dracula's castle. It was just like a like a colony of bats living down in the basement of this house. Whoa. And he just opened the door and was completely freaked out and just slammed it shut and shoved dish towels and all the cracks. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, I guess he called animal control the next day. But uh, yeah, that was exciting. I'd never, I'd never experienced a bat in the house before. I uh, once lived in a house here in Bloomington that was full of bats and they would fly through the oh, living room man. and terrify us. Oh, geez. Yeah. You know, I just yeah. got on. I just got on the internet today, and I saw a little clip from the professional wrestling show Monday Night Raw last night. <laughs> yeah, and uh, sure. Ronda Rousey, who's the, uh, the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, she's a professional yeah. wrestler now. Uh, there was uh, oh. uh, a bat at ringside. <laughs> like, there's a little clip. This she sees a bat out of the corner of her eye, and just like fluttering around by the ring. And it's like this, you know, big nice arena, all these lights everywhere and stuff. And there's just this bat flying on the ground. Uh, Bats are everywhere these days. <laughs> that's, that's not what you want. So what else did you do in Maine? Did you get some of that lobster? Those oh, lobster yeah. rolls? Oh, I, had, I had two lobster rolls. It was great. We had dinner on a boat for my wife's birthday. Um, it was great. Uh, stayed in a bed and breakfast that uh, Ethan Allen's little brother Ira built in 1979. Real oh. historical. Uh, a lot of swimming 
um, it was a great time. It was a real nice, just like a real classic American vacation. It felt like uh, we really did it up. Now, can you get the lobster roll without like a, a mayonnaise-based sauce on it? That's what I've always wondered some, about. Some places will offer butter instead of mayonnaise. Uh, that, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Okay, good. I've only I, ever had it with a mayonnaise. I can't say I can't speak for the the butter lobster roll. All right, I was I was on the fence about visiting Maine. It sounds good, but it's like I don't want to get a lobster roll if there's mayonnaise on it. So that's yeah, good well, to there's know. so many ways to enjoy lobster. But yeah, you can get it with yeah. butter. Um, you know, Maine is also very famous for its many uh, roadside ice cream parlors, and uh, I stopped at one with the family, and they had a, a grape nuts ice cream on offer. Whoa! And I could. I couldn't resist. I ordered it. It was wonderful. It's I loved mixed, it. Is it mixed in with the ice cream, or they put the nuts on top? It's like a vanilla ice cream, but it's extra malty and grape nutsy, and then it had little you know hunks of grape nuts right there in it. And oh, okay. I just it was fantastic. I loved it. I think grape nuts were one of the first, uh, as a youngster, one of the first commercials I really fell for. I didn't know what grape nuts were, and then I saw the commercial on television, and I was like, Mom. I got to have grape nuts. They make them look so delicious. And then she got me a box. And as a kid, I was like, oh, gross. Now that you mentioned that, Might I, as well be I had the yeah. same thing. I don't know if this was my commercial, but I always wanted grape nuts. Oh, the commercials made them look so good. And I remember that box being there because like, I remember my mom always being like, you need to eat these grape nuts. I, I got you these grape nuts. They're more expensive than the other cereals. Uh, you got to eat them. And so I think I tried, but we never. I don't think I ever finished that box. It was like how uh, bad kids have to smoke a whole pack of cigarettes. Yeah. You had to sit there and eat a whole box yeah. of grape nuts. <laughs> yeah. I had the opposite experience. I've never seen a commercial, but it was always in the house growing up. One of my parents loved it, and I have a real fondness for it. It really reminds me of childhood. And every couple of years, I'll, I'll treat myself to a box of grape nuts, and no one will help me eat them. <laughs> I'm but, kind of that yeah, way. I really with, like them. I'm kind of that way with Cracklin' Hope brand. Oh, interesting. That's one yeah, I'll, I'll never, uh, never owned a box. Oh, it looks a lot like dog food, and uh, you can just sit. You don't need milk. You can just sit and eat them right out of the box, and it's a real nice treat. Great. Yeah, like cookie oh, crisp. Sounds great. Um, do you want, would that be your all-time favorite as far as breakfast cereals go? Would you say? No, I'm a sugary a- cereal kind of guy. Uh, like what? What would be your, your your number one? I love oh boy, number one. That's tough. I mean, I'm pretty classic too. So like, it'll it'll be somewhere between Frosted Flakes, um, Fruity Pebbles, and Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries. It's one of those, but I don't know. I need to think about it for a minute. Basic man. Okay. What do you like? <laughs> I don't even. Remember. I think great nuts for me. Yeah. I um, it feels like so many carbohydrates. It seems yeah. like an insane indulgence. Um, I haven't bought yeah, a box kind of, of cereal in a long time. I normally get the you know, what, granola. I'll get some granola. I like the granola. What, do you have an all-time favorite, Jared? Just the best there is? I like, well, lately the, uh, I think it's called Pecan Dream from the uh, uh, Lucky's Ooh. Market bulk, bulk Bin. And uh, put some almond milk on that. Or, or if it's in season, uh, apple cider. <laughs> Wait, you put apple cider on the cereal? Yeah, instead of milk. Really? Yeah, you got to try it, man. <laughs> just a little bit. You don't want to like drown it, but just enough oh, to yeah. you know get things soaking a bit. Wow. Yeah. As and, a kid, and, and then top it with cinnamon. 
Cinnamon, that sounds great. Um, as a as a kid, we had a babysitter, and I, uh, you know, the, we we the babysitter was taking care of us at dinner time, and I, I convinced this babysitter that my parents thought it was totally cool and okay to have um, chocolate rice krispies with eggnog instead of milk, <laughs> just a little uh, little like Hershey syrup in there also, <laughs> and I just <laughs> made myself so sick through that concoction. I only did that once. I had a, uh, after my lunch today, I bought on a uh, an impulse buy. I was at a Mexican restaurant slash grocery store, and they had these uh, Mexican candy bars there, and I bought one yep. that was so sweet and so dense. It was like some kind of milky toffee stuff, plus coconut and pecans. Sounds oh. good. It was very good, and I ate the whole thing, and I felt so sick afterward. <laughs> but it was very. You don't good. know the name of this thing? No, it didn't have a name. There was. N- it was just wrapped in plastic. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Like, do you think it was made there? <laughs> I don't think it was made there, but it did have a nutrition. Uh, it said like coconut milk bar on the back over the nutrition, but it looked very generic, you know. Uh, but it was v- it was so dense, and it just left me feeling. I I should have eaten like a quarter of it. But instead, oh, I just downed the whole thing. You know, I have real fond memories of being on tour with you, Mike, and your band. And we were in Houston. We ate in a Mexican restaurant. And after our meal, um, Zach and I split a Carlos V bar from the register area. And it was that was a Mexican chocolate bar that I'd never had before. And it was a, it was real nice. Oh yeah, I don't know the Carlos V. Is that the guy from Interpol? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I've never heard of Carlos V before, but uh, some kind of king. Was it just an initial, oh, or was it V-E-E? It, the, it, I think it's like Roman numeral 5. Oh, okay, got it. Like Johnny 5. But, yeah. You know, print, yeah, printed as V. Cool. And, uh, yeah, it's nice. It's a nice memory. Yeah, that's nice. One of my favorite things about Thanks. being on a tour with some buddies is uh, trying new snacks. <laughs> Oh my god, the best! And you're with each other. You can share snacks yeah. together, just mm-hmm. like that Carlos V. Exactly. Yeah. If you get a bad one, I mean, you have to eat. You don't have to eat as much of it because everyone right. gets to try how bad it is. Someone in the and if it's great, then you share it with each other, and that's that's wonderful too. And everyone finishes the box of grape nuts together. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I had meant to buy a bottle of this uh, Moxie soda when I was in Maine, and I wasn't able to track one down. Every other time I've been to Maine, I've, tried, I've had some of that Moxie, which is just a Maine-specific soda oh. that tastes like tastes like Jägermeister. It's like a it's more of like an old-fashioned tonic, yeah. than like a drink anyone would actually enjoy. It's a real <laughs> weird experience, but yeah, it's, it's Maine-specific. I wow. remember nothing reading- I love more than like a culture you know a regional delicacy totally like me too yeah i remember reading about it and have you read the most recent john hodgman book oh it's all about me like vacation land is that yeah yeah it talks about vacationing in maine a lot and getting moxie and stuff like oh that. great yeah no is it you enjoy the book yeah i enjoyed it it's a nice quick it seems like uh, you would have a strong opinion about moxie one way or the other uh yeah i remember him liking it <laughs> great <laughs> So what is that? That's like anise? That's like an anise flavor? Is that what Jaeger's like? It's like a digestive like a, like a licorice? You know, really, Yeah, it's like all kinds of herbs and 
weird stuff in there. My high school uh, nemesis uh, currently, I think, is sponsored by Jägermeister. Really? At least to an extent. He plays music in these bars, and there's always a Jaeger uh, banner hanging behind him. Oh, no kidding. What's his... uh What's his angle on the entertainment? What, what, who sponsors? Who does Jägermeister sponsor? Like, what kind of show is he putting on? He's is it a rock band. Uh, hard. He's like a solo act. Hard to say if it's rock. I mean, it's like um, uh, it's like modern alternative rock stuff. Uh, acoustic guitar, acoustic sleaze. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> he has to put the banner up every every time he plays. Uh, I don't know what the... I've only seen this... So I, it's because of the weird voyeuristic nature, you know, of Facebook. So yeah, I see these sure. things and it's like, oh, I wonder what the deal is. We'll have to get him on the show so I can ask Every him. Every day I just see Mike logging in. He only checks up on his current and former nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> what else is it for? Wait, who's your current nemesis? <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I know what you're up to, though. That's for sure. Yeah. Owen. Yeah. You have a great new album coming out Thanks, on Run for Cover Records on yep. September 21st. 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 This is your first yeah. album on this label. That's exciting. First time working with these guys. Yeah, they've been uh, real great. Um, real nice folks. They're, they're, in, they're in Boston, a Boston based label. Uh-huh. Um, very, very grateful that. Uh, uh, they're they're doing it. Uh, I just heard yesterday oh. the new "Me Without You" song on that label. Yeah, you ever seen that band? It was good. No, what? They're like a they're like a pretty loud, like crushing guitar rock band. At, at times, yeah. Not okay. Yeah, so they have some softer stuff too. Yeah. Anyway, but you. I appreciate this run for cover. They they really put out stuff all over the map. It's a very diverse uh, catalog. I appreciate. Um, there's a band on that label called Elvis Depressly, which is kind of how I think how I uh, got in touch with that label. I, that's, I played some shows with Elvis Depressly, and they're really nice folks. And I think maybe they uh, had something to do with me mm-hmm. getting on this label. I'm not really sure how it works, but uh, yeah, it seems seems like a good deal so far. They're nice folks. Where? I'm on email threads with like five different people who all have run for cover records.com email address. Oh, nice. It's like a new world for me, yeah. Because before you're just emailing yourself <laughs> when you're putting on your own records. Yeah, I, would ne- I would never write back. <laughs> so frustrating. You'd keep getting those out of office auto replies? Yeah. 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 <laughs> have oh, you guys I- ever done an uh, out of office? Have you ever. I never actually set one of those up before. No, I, me either. I do at my uh, at my day job. If you do? I, yeah, if I'm That's ever if, if I'm ever going to be gone for like four or more days, I'll set one up. Yeah. Do you put a joke in it? No, but I should. Yeah, you definitely should. That's a good idea. Or a link to the new uh, advanced bass record or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great! Thanks. Yeah. Oh, and I I. I have to admit, I feel a little funny talking to you in this in the context of this weird show that we do uh, about the record. Um, Animal Companionship sure. is the name. Uh, <laughs> for I don't know if it's obvious, but it's uh, you know we're buddies, and uh, yeah. 
And we've talked before. Yeah, I'm glad we've you talked, said yeah there. We've, we've talked before. Who? Yeah. Uh, and uh, personally, you sort of let me peek behind the curtain with this one a little bit a few times. Yeah, I, bug, I bugged you a couple times. I, I had some anxiety kind of working on this one, and I, uh, yeah, I leaned on you a few times for some opinions. I really appreciate you uh, being so helpful. Well, it was my pleasure for sure, and I. I told Jared today, I listened to the record again while I was washing the dishes this afternoon, and uh, I think it's your best. I think it's your best one. Oh, thanks a lot. Thanks. Yeah, and I really mean that. And I mean, I know that's just, uh, you know, everyone's got their opinions. That one's mine. And, sure. I'm, and I'm a fan already. I love the other albums. Yeah, but the other ones aren't chopped liver. Thanks. Yeah. They're good, good liver. But I just think you really nailed it this time around, like in a, a in a way that feels so good. I really appreciate it. I'll tell you this. It is by far the most expensive record I've ever made. <laughs> or whatever that's worth. But, uh, I guess that's what it takes anxiety. to make a good record. You just need a lot of money. That's all it is. Yeah, that's all it takes. Yeah. So yeah, how, how did you, how was the recording process for this one different? You did it uh, in LA, or a lot of it in LA. I went out to La La Land, yeah. And uh, just uh, just hired a bunch of great songwriters and musicians to whip something up for me. <laughs> I, I yeah, typically I just made all my records, you know, by myself in my house and uh, thought that was fine. And uh, this time, I, you know, I, we had a little flood in our basement and some of my equipment got damaged and I was realizing it was going to be kind of pricey to get all my stuff like up and working or you might have to buy new stuff. And I was just really stressing out and I kept not recording my record and just delaying. And then um, it was great. Run for Cover showed up and they're like, will give you money to record a record. And no one had ever said that before, <laughs> let alone did it. Um, yeah, so I was like, oh, man, maybe I can actually go to a studio. So I have this friend, Jason Cleaver, who I went to college with, and he has a band called The Paper Cuts, and he helped me record some stuff at his home studio many years ago. Just a really good friend who I feel like really has a good sense of my music, and uh, he's just real fun to be around. So I was like, hey, I mean, I can go out to L.A. and record with Jason. Um, so I got all these little kids too, and it's just really hard to find time to record in my house. So I just went to LA for a week and basically lived in Jason's studio and worked on it the whole time and just, uh, and I uh, didn't finish it. So I had to go back for another week a couple of months later that I finished at that time. Um, it was great. I never had that kind of just concentrated, like Jason and I did nothing but work on the record for days and days on end um and jason has you know he's a really super talented engineer and has these really fancy like preamps and compressors and that's the secret it turns out you spend you know low five digits on preamps and compressors and you can really get some nice sounds yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah i was yeah just stuff i never would have been able to do on my own so it was it was it was really exciting, but also kind of depressing to realize, like, oh, yeah, you got to pay a lot of money yeah. <laughs> to get nice gear and someone who knows how to use it. <laughs> so I, I feel a little stuck now because I think I'm, I'm afraid it's going to be kind of hard to go back to recording myself to know, you know, how nice it can sound when, you know, you put, you know, you, you put some uh, time and money behind it. It was a great experience. I, was, I loved it. I, I'm really happy with how it sounds. Yeah, that was actually what I was going to ask next. I guess maybe not sonically, but uh, last I talked to you, I think you were kind of happily not thinking about the album. Uh, 
how are you feeling about it now that the release date's getting closer and you're kind of in the in the mode of like telling people about it? Oh, I, I not great. I just I, I don't want to think about it too much. I, I have so, just I guess a lot of general anxiety about how people will react to it. So it's been I've kind of tried to avoid thinking about it. Sure, <laughs> That's yeah. kind of a dark. I mean, I, I when I finished it, I was really proud of it, and I. I, I think it's a really, I think it's about as good as I can do, but I just have had like dark depressions <laughs> thinking about the record for the most part, which is about what usually happens. I mean, yeah. I'm like a month away now, so this is like, I'm well beyond being able to make any changes, and it's just <laughs> like that weird time between like, I can't do anything about it, but people haven't heard it yet. I don't know how it's going to go, yeah. but you know. The so waiting. I, you know, Exactly. So great time to go on vacation and, you know, watch Science of the Lambs bloopers and just try to put your head somewhere else. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I think it's good. And um, I like the album cover a lot. My friend Jesse Nance painted the cover. She painted that last uh, Busman's Holiday album cover. Yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing that Busman's Holiday album cover and thinking, like, this looks great. And they're like, yeah, Jess Seaman did it. And I was like, I know her. You just asked her to paint it, and she did it. So that's really where I got the idea. And, uh, yeah, it was really fun working with her, too. She's she's a real great artist. And she's at Landland, is that right? Yeah, she's yeah. one half of Landland. Yeah, so Dan Black is the other half. And he did all, like, the design and lettering for the uh, record. Ah, cool. So, oh, I didn't realize yeah, that's, I think, that's who that was. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it took a break from painting fish tour posters uh, <laughs> on my record cover. Yeah. yeah. Mike, how's your recording coming along? Oh, man. I I can relate to everything you've just said. <laughs> uh, it's coming along well. We have one more recording date scheduled yeah. uh, at the end of this month, man. and that'll be it. It'll be recorded. Um, ah, yeah, so it's really moving. Uh, I'm excited to share some stuff with you, uh, but I feel I that same way where it's just like, well, I think I like this pretty well, but I don't know how anyone is going to react to it at all. <laughs> As an yeah. impartial bystander, I think it's the best one yet. It's great. <laughs> oh, man. We're both on top, Owen. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a great feeling about it. Everything I've heard about it, I mean, you've really been talking it up. Uh, <laughs> no, just, uh, every, you know, you've played me a couple little things, and just the way you're going about it sounds really interesting, and you have all those great people involved, and I cannot wait to hear what you did with it. That's the thing. I With this one, I, I've played less on this album that's got my name on it than I've ever played Great. on an album before because I'm surrounded by people who are incredible and they're all really lifting me up this time around. It's, it's, I don't deserve it. It's great. Ah, uh, and you're, uh, sort of, you're mixing it the same, uh, you have your, your special, special way of mixing records. Yeah, I, my, my buddy Adam. By. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, he's got Wait. about half of it so far and been cleaning it up and cool. just, just the little cleanup that he did to it is already making it feel so good cool yeah uh, i can't wait hey uh you think we should play a song oh yeah we're gonna have to take a break pretty soon so Owen, oh, maybe we should play one of the songs from the new record that'd be great yeah, yeah and then we can it. come back talk some and more then after afterwards we'll talk to you a little more if that's all right if you have time yeah okay great i'm gonna play true love death dream is that the one owen sure, or is there yeah. something else you'd prefer 
Oh, yeah, well, the first two are the ones that have been released into the world, so either one of those would, would be great. Okay, great. Here is Advanced Bass with True Love, Death Dream. It's hour two of Unspoken Requests with Jared and Mike. It's 2 a.m. on Sunday night, Monday morning, no matter what time you're listening to this right now. 
If you're joining us on your favorite podcast app, thanks for joining us. If you're listening to us live on the radio, thanks for doing that. Smash that liker. If you're listening on the podcast, smash that liker button. Give us five stars. (laughs) And a good review. Oh, and are you still on the line? Here I am. I'm here. All right, I'm you are. Caller number 12 on Unspoken Requests, and you have won two tickets to SeaWorld. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks. Just kidding. We're joined by Owen Ashworth from Advanced Bass. And that song we just heard was True Love Death Dream from the new record Animal Companionship. Can I ask about that? The Lost album that will (laughs) never... No, I'm getting worried. It's actually coming out next month. (laughs) September... uh, 21st. forgetting. 21st. September 21st. 21st. Yeah. Oh, and can I ask about the title? Sure, yeah. Where'd that title come from? (laughs) Um, You know, it kind of just came to me in a flash, and uh, it had a ring to it, and I... Googled it and I was surprised that it wasn't already the name of something because it occurred to me like it was the name of something already. Right. And I was like, ah, oh, somebody, somebody should use that title. So I wrote a song. <laughs> uh, yeah, just kind of like the sound of it. And uh, but yeah, I kind of just decided what the song was about, just having that title. So I am a, a Twitter follower of yours. On Twitter.com, yeah, the likewise. website, Twitter.com. Yeah. Uh, and I saw you... Sorry for you. Uh, <laughs> I saw you this week. You guys should DM each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe after this we will. Smash that DM button. <laughs> uh, I saw you tweet something in a conversation this week about having run-ins with animals since you've decided to call the album that. And you've told yeah, us you've told us been... the bat tale. Uh, yeah. What that a- is just tip of the iceberg yeah what else have you got well shortly after i returned from recording the record um this uh this macaw uh took up residence in the power line in front of our house we have a neighbor across the street who uh raises and rehabilitates exotic birds um we've been over we went over to his house one time and and he was showing the kids all his birds but he had this macaw named Roxy who escaped and uh, just was just living on the pole in front of our house for a couple of days and was squawking all the time and was like drawing crowds. Like people were just all, um, all the neighbors, uh, the whole neighborhood got together and were just hanging out in the street checking out this macaw. And our neighbor Brian was kind of losing his mind trying to figure out how to get Roxy down. But it was like a, it was a real to do. Um, and really exciting for the kids and all. And uh, <laughs> I got some uh, real great video of that, that bird. And it worked out fine. Roxy and finally came home in the end. But uh, but it was Roxy was uh, disrupting traffic on the power line because it was a popular uh, um, popular route for neighborhood squirrels. And a number Ooh. of occasions I watched squirrels run down the power line suddenly realize there's a macaw on the way. And kind of sheepishly, like uh, tiptoe backwards on the power line, what? and then climb down and cross on the street. It was real fun to watch. <laughs> what well, what color is this macaw? Oh, they're, they're you know their their body is red with this you know orange or I'm sorry this red body with like blue and 
green and maybe a little yellow on the wings. I mean, they're gorgeous birds. Yeah. Okay, nice. Uh, and loud, it's loud as hell. <laughs> and very recently, this, uh, you know, we had a carpenter bee infestation recently, and then there are these bees just walking around our house all the time. They're, they're like bumblebees that don't fly, and they're pretty harmless, but they were just like, every day, there are these carpenter bees. And I had to scoop them up and take them outside, and it was just very weird. And then we had this weird spider infestation. We just had, like, an insane number of spiders in our house, and it just felt like something cosmic was going on. And uh, just real recently, this kitten has shown up in our yard, and it's just hanging out every day. And the kids have gotten really fond of it, and uh, we think we have this, this new cat. Um, we've been kind of debating what to do about it, but... It's uh, it seems like a weird like uh, publicity campaign that I'm running. <laughs> just with, uh, just it ha- keeps happening, and just the weirdest things. Like I'll, I'll have weird encounters with dogs on the street that you wouldn't expect. Just goofy stuff keeps happening involving animals in my life. But uh, yeah, this kitten has been the latest. Um, I think we just have a new cat now. Sounds like you've opened up some kind of weird Jumanji portal with this album title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You might be on to something. Do you have a name for the cat? Uh, you know, my, my daughter um, suggested Poppy. Mm. Uh, it's in the flower, P-O-P-P-Y. Yeah. Um, everyone kind of likes the sound of that. My other daughter suggested Susan, which is <laughs> really amusing. <laughs> yeah. it's just, it just sounds like a woman that Jerry Seinfeld would have dated. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Is Susan, is Susan the it's, name it's of uh, George's. George's? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah That's fiance. Why. It just... I just imagined a woman with like just severe shoulder pads and like kind of like a blunt haircut. Yeah, I've never met a cat named Susan. I like it. I really get a kick out of it. Just having going out to the porch and yelling Susan. I uh, yeah, it sounds fun. Uh, We'll see. I don't know. Who knows? This cat could just stop showing up at any point. So I'm trying not to get too attached. Yeah. Have you let her in the house at all? No, we have not touched the cat. Oh, okay. Our cat. We already have a cat named Rufus who is not into it. It's just growling at this cat. But, you know, we were away in Maine, and my brother was texting me. He's like, there's this kitten on your porch. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. So was, we were kind of anticipating it when we got back, and there it was. Wow. So, uh, yeah. I hope you have a new cat. That'd be kind of fun. I'm I'm into it. Yeah, I'm, it's it's uh, it's you know I'm I'm trying to to steal my heart. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm you know trying not to get too attached. But yeah. we're all real excited. Like my daughter's been waking up in the middle of the night and going outside to see if the cat's there. <laughs> yeah, it's He's, really been the, the, the preoccupation since we've been back. Doesn't seem like a feral cat. Like it'll it'll uh, approach you and things. Well, skittish doesn't get too close, but it's real curious mm-hmm. and uh you know we've, we've started putting food out and the cat is just eating up anything we put out it seems real hungry but just like a healthy and frolicky i think the cat is mostly interested in our other cat is maybe looking at her as like a maternal figure or something uh, mm-hmm. um so yeah that's been an interesting dynamic to watch yeah new kittens <laughs> I've thought about it. I've thought about getting another cat, but I gotta wait till this baby grows up a little bit. Yeah, it's you know one child at a time. Yeah, truly I think it's a good policy. Yeah. 
Oh, and you got some touring coming up after this album comes out? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> I am uh, September 23rd. I'm starting a whole lot of touring. Yeah, I'm doing a, I'm doing four tours between September and December. Whoa. September and December that are uh, just like just going on each direction of the compass. Uh, there's an east, east, eastern tour in September and October, and then doing a little northern tour, end of October, and a southern tour in November, and a western tour in December. Um, did I say that right? Yeah, basically four little tours, um, like you know, less than two weeks, like a week to two weeks each, and uh, just trying to really capitalize on the press campaign for this uh, new record. I'm gonna try to go play these new songs for people. But I'm excited about it. I, re I really love... I've missed playing shows. It's been nice taking a break because I'm just really looking forward to playing more shows again. Have you thought about touring with some animals in the uh, in the tour vehicle? <laughs> for uh, oh, for, man, for publicity, you know? Yeah, maybe uh, like, a pet, like a portable petting zoo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or it me. could be a thing where uh, you bring all these these dogs and cats to your shows and people can adopt them at the show. You, oh, you, you get the local just uh, what? Just release them. Like yeah, bring I mean, that, animal that that works too. Yeah, set them wild. Um, you know, it's, I I've had a couple offers to play benefits for uh, animal adoption centers since announcing this record. Oh, funny. So, uh, yeah, might be doing some. I'm all for it. That's great. We'll see. <laughs> um. You should uh, maybe you could uh, replace that Sarah McLaughlin song in the Oh uh, yeah, in the ad for the, the crying dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I love it. That's a great idea. Oh, yeah, and uh, I, I want to ask you about uh, Arendel, what's going on, but before we do that, I do oh, want to yeah. just I do want to just spill my guts for a second and say uh with Animal Companionship, I think the reason I like it the best is because it feels to me like uh with your past albums, they've got a real vibe to them, um, yeah. and you've certainly got like your style and your voice. Uh, but I feel like this one is the sharpest that's felt to me. I feel like I feel like what emotionally what you sort of get at with these new songs and these new sounds uh, really feels to me like uh, that distilled and really like a little more pure. I think. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I think that's what I love about it so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I know. I, I know what you mean. Um, I felt like I really tried to make it really hit you over the head with what advanced beats is. <laughs> um, no more uh, dancing around it. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, it, I've been a little anxious about what the next record could possibly do because I kind of. I feel like I just did the best version of that thing. So I got. I'm gonna, really going to have to rethink things for the next one. But yeah, that's you know. Not a bad place to be. I really feel like I, I did it. Yeah, I hope you can take a little way. time to soak in it and you know, enjoy it. You know, the Beach Boys put out pet Thanks. sounds. Yeah. And then they put out, you know, f friends. It's different, <laughs> but it's just as good. Uh, Maybe not just as good. Yeah. But it's good in a different way. <laughs> I look forward to hearing what my friend sounds like. And then your Beach Boys love you. Oh, yeah. That'll be That's a good That's going to be great. <laughs> Advanced Base I'll loves you. I'll take it. That, oh, then, I. Yep. Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I really mean it. I, I uh, and I, and like I said, I hope you get some time to sort of uh, 
wallow in that, soak it up, and enjoy it. Um, that that period, I mean, for you. Uh, right. But I also noticed. Uh, oh, I wanted to ask: Is Animal Companionship a concept album? Um, there's a lot of stuff with dogs on it, um, but that's. I mean, and there's some like reoccurring characters and kind of themes, but. I've never, I've made a lot of kind of like themed records, but I've never really gone all in on a, a, I feel like not quite a concept record. There's a lot of Indiana stuff. That's what I was going to say. As a lifelong Hoosier, I noticed that there's a lot of Indiana going on in this one. Yeah. You know, the previous one had a lot of Michigan. Oh, okay. Um, And, uh... I don't know. I don't know how it happened, but uh, you know, we we did that live record together. There's that live advanced space record you played on in Bloomington. Yeah, and I feel like maybe that kind of set it off. It's just I just started thinking about Indiana. Just ended up being where a lot of the songs took place. Um, I don't know. I you know I I I played a lot of shows in Indiana in recent years and had some kind of funny ones in South Bend and and Fort Wayne around the time I was writing the song. So it just, it kind of worked out that way that Indiana just kind of ended up being where most of the record happened. And I think subconsciously I was thinking about Indiana Jones and how it's <laughs> revealed in Last Crusade that Indiana was the dog's name. Yeah, totally. Um, I had, that was going through my head a few times when I was... Uh, oh, that's good. Doing this record, yeah. Also Cujo. I, I listened to a Cujo audiobook a few months ago and that really that really messed me up I've not uh, read that actually I you know I enjoyed it I've been going through a lot of Stephen King recently um, Cujo and then also Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery, I think is the hardest one to get it's the darkest of them all I believe okay. but uh, I really I loved it I yeah I really got into it um, yeah I really, I've become a big Stephen King fan kind of recently I mean I was as a kid but I'm, I'm kind of back into it how many audiobooks of his do you currently own? It's funny you should ask. Uh, <laughs> the total is at 69. And I know this because I bought on eBay a while back uh, three DVD data discs of the entire audiobook <laughs> collection. That's the way to do it. Nice. Yeah, I've been I, listening. I think I asked you this already, but I forget. who Who's reading these? Different people on each one? All, all over the map. Okay. Currently, I'm listening to The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon, read by Anne Heche. Oh. Uh, but, uh, yeah, all kinds of people you've never heard of, and then occasionally a famous famous actor. You know, um, uh, Dick Cavett reads the audiobook of A Christmas Story. Oh, I Really? Know. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be fun. I don't know why I just thought of that. Okay, Owen, uh, we can change gears now, and I'll ask you about Arendelle. Yeah, I run this old record label out of my house called Arendelle Records. Um, yeah, yeah, I previously released all the advanced space stuff on that label, and um, Run For Cover were generous enough to call the new album a co-release. Oh, cool. Although uh, they're really doing all the work, but I get to put like my little logo on the record. Oh, but, that's great. Uh, yeah, that's kind of become my main concern, I think was a big part of kind of why it took me so long to make this new record is I've come to really enjoy running a record label and I, I find I found it more satisfying to work on other people's records than you know spend time on my own stuff and you've been but, busy uh, it's been great putting I really out like lots of stuff yeah. yeah all kinds of stuff I just put out a record for this another Chicago 
singer-songwriter called Gia Margaret, who's a good friend of mine. Um, I think it's a great record. It's called There's Always Glimmer. And uh, we're going to do that first tour, that East tour. We're, we're going to travel around together. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, and then the next thing coming out is the new Lisa album. And that's Sorry, coming out. we lost and, you for a sec. What would you say? The new what? Oh, the next original release is the, is the second album by Lisa Liza. Oh, great. Portland, Maine, singer-songwriter. And yeah, her, her new record is really... Really fantastic. Cool. When it cut out there, I thought you said Weedus. <laughs> Whoa. I'm not, I'm not what would Weedus be doing working with a guy like me? But uh, yeah, it's mostly, I don't know. It's, uh, it's I don't know. I never really know how to describe a rindle, but it's a lot of very kind of DIY and kind of, kind of eccentric solo performers for the most part. Um, um, a lot of, I don't know what you call psychedelic folk, or uh, I don't know, I don't really know how to describe it. Um, but uh, just a bunch of music I like. We're on, I think, catalog number 38. Wow, great. That's great. Yeah. I've listened to uh, the new Dear Nora record a lot. I've listened to it a oh, lot. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's been kind I, of one I, of my I, go-to. I, I it's really my favorite stuff. If I'm not listening to a Stephen King audiobook, I I really do listen to a lot of the original stuff just for pleasure. It's really yeah. my favorite. A lot of my favorite music happening right now, so I I love it. Yeah, that's great. You're doing a great job with it too. I, everything Thanks always lo- everything always looks so good. It definitely. I, I I know what you're saying. Like. I don't think I could put into words what this sort of like Arundel aesthetic is, but there is one. There is a there is a common thread running through stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, there's a little melancholy. It's a little something kind of spooky, but real good natured. I think. Yeah. I think that. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah. Some. I'm waiting for someone to describe it to me. Uh, I put out a record for this guy, Greg Jamie from Portland, Maine. He's another songwriter, just a really good guy. But when I we finally made the deal, and I was like, let's do it. I'm going to put out your record. He said, I am really thrilled to be joining your enclave of gentle weirdos. <laughs> and uh, I really like the sound of that. And I was like, yeah, we are gentle weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty It's pretty soft stuff. I mean, Soft is the word I like, was going to use, yeah. Yeah, hard rock guitars. You have to look elsewhere. But <laughs> it's you know, a little, I feel like it's both soft and rough around the edges at the same time. I don't really. Yeah. Anybody can play loud guitar music. Ah, all you need is an amp that's big. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) One of these big amps they have out out in Los Angeles or wherever those compressors are. Ah, forget it. You don't need that. Do you have stuff coming up with a rental that you can Um, talk about? Lisa Liza is is due, I think, November, and I'm putting out a tape for this guy, Matt Bachman, who previously played under the name Big Eater, and he's just calling it his own name now. Um, that's really cool, weird stuff. I like that record a lot. Um, what else? The new, the new Robert Stillman, the previously mentioned Robert Stillman. Yeah, his, uh, his, his new record's coming out early next year. It's it's really great. That's, I mean, his stuff is kind of like spiritual jazz. It's real different than the rest of it. And it's like a real saxophone-heavy four-track record. But, uh, yeah, I like that one a lot. And then, uh, 
a new Kareem Rock with the second Kareem Walker record is going to come out early next year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm putting about as much stuff as I'm able to. It feels yeah, great. That's, I mean, that's a packed calendar. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing my best to keep up with it. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> boy, it's, yeah, it really takes up a lot of my day, but uh, <laughs> I, I enjoy doing this. Yeah, how much of your time is spent packing up mail orders? That's a lot. I mean, I just came back from Maine, and I just looking at the amount of packages I need to send out this week is daunting. But you got to um, get an intern. Then, you know, I I've been thinking about maybe it might be time to get a little help every once in a while. It, you know, almost everything I put out for has been put out for people who live elsewhere. Um, and Gia Margaret is the first local um, artist I've worked with in a long time. And uh, it was great. She came over and helped pack all the pre-orders. It was so fun. Oh, was cool, yeah. I'd really had any help with that stuff. And yeah, boy, went, went fast. It was, it was great. Because your daughters aren't quite old enough to pack up an LP <laughs> mailer yet. No. But once they no, are. They're terrible. <laughs> they're terrible at that kind of work. <laughs> What's uh, what's going on with Flamograph? I know you have the Terry the Terry Funk interview disc coming very soon. That's true. Yeah, that uh, when this airs, it will have come out already. Um, Great. Uh, we're not allowed to talk about anything on the air due to FCC regulations. <laughs> being oh. a terrestrial. Well, resident. okay. Oh, and here's the thing: <laughs> you and I could actually talk about Flamograph, but oh, okay. Jared's not really not, allowed okay. to. So, so Mike, Mike knows. <laughs> Ask Mike. <laughs> Mike, what do I know? There's the Terry Funk LP. Uh, that's the thing. Don Don Muro was yeah. There was a recent Don Muro. Yeah, which one? That was the synthesizer pop for a new era number two, right? Uh, It was called Off We Go. More synth pop from 1970 to 1979. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Same kind of stuff though. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. What else? Uh, What I can't think of what else is coming. Uh, Jared, maybe you could fill me in since I've asked. Uh, Vic Burger. Oh yeah, there's a Vic Burger LP oh, no. on the way. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's cool. That's speaking of, I, speaking of weird, say. it's weird, but in a super fun way. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, we actually just got the uh, the jackets are done and ready in my living room. Still waiting on the. Isn't that always the way? Those jackets are. Yeah. The jackets are a breeze. That's, yeah. That part's no problem. But this uh, record. the record I'm really excited. One of my favorite tracks on it is basically like a solo piano demo. Um, it kind of sounds like. Did you ever see that clip on that Leonard Bernstein special from 19, 1967 or whatever it was, where Brian Wilson is playing "Surfs Up"? Um, yeah. Uh, the song kind of reminds me of that a lot. Anyway, we're making it basically a bonus track, but you have to. Uh, there's a locked groove at the end of the 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 last song, so you have to pick up the cool. the needle to move it over just a smidge to actually hear the bonus track. I've always so, wanted to do it one of those. That's yeah. cool. So I had a uh, an, uh, an untitled record. I can't remember the name of the woman, but she was an affiliate of Smog, and she later released records under her own name, but she released an untitled record that was frustratingly just called Untitled on Drag City. And it had that trick. It had a secret track beyond the lock room. Yeah, oh, cool. That was so cool. 
I've got a Daptone record that does that. It's really neat. Mike, oh, you, right. your, uh, your Golden Braid record, it... I, I'm not allowed to talk about it. That. Goes. <laughs> it goes. Oh, I got this... Hey, Jared, it, I got this it, Golden Braid record at home that uh, yeah. side two is the first side backwards, and it plays from the inside out. There you go. And it's <laughs> crazy. It is crazy. I forget. Does the needle fall off at the end, or does it hang on? I think it. Uh, I think on some players it just I've falls never off. Listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got him good. Uh, oh, and as a uh, as a hardlined uh, persnickety record label executive. Uh, yeah. Have you ever right. had to reject a test pressing? Speaking of the difference between the jackets. Oh and the, man, I'll tell you what. The animal press, the animal companionship vinyl has been it's been a whole thing. It's, I've never had so much trouble. No um, kidding. We're we're waiting on the third test pressing right now. We had to change pressing plants, which has Whoa. never happened before. It's been a mess, and it's been a source of a lot of stress and anxiety. Um, but I think this is the first. I don't think in the history of Arundel I've ever rejected a test pressing. What kind of issues uh, were you experiencing? Just it was. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to call out this. Person, yeah, you don't have to name names. That I, I don't usually work with. Um, but uh, it just was so noisy. It really just sounded like they rubbed it in the gravel before they sent it to me. It was just. I mean, it's kind of a quiet record, but I just it's ton of surface noise, and um, they were claiming that I was like, oh, it's just how the lacquer sounded. I was like, there's no way. What are you talking about? And then they sent a second test pressing from the same lacquer. I was like, why did you even do that? <laughs> right. um, and it sounded just as bad. And I was like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, well, we'll just send you the lacquer. You can hear for yourself. And they sent the wrong lacquer. It was like someone else's record. Oh, boy. And I was just like, you guys are dumb. I'm, we're not working with you. So we're now with a pressing plant that I feel much better about. Um, but, you know, I'm working with a new label. They have their way of doing things. And... Uh, we're, you know, trying to figure it out. And they've been very patient with me and my persnickety-ness. Um, but I think we're on the right track now. I'm just waiting for the for the third. But boy, it's been it's been really stressful, I'll tell you. It's, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I've never, it's the first time, though. I've never, it's, it's, it's been, you know, occasionally I'll get a test pressing and I'm like, ah, it could sound a little better, but, uh, Boy, we don't. If it's we're gonna have to delay the record release. Yeah. Like, what are we gonna do? And like, who knows? Maybe it's just a test pressing. But every time I've I've not been totally sure about a test pressing, but we've moved ahead. The actual pressing has ended up sounding great. Yeah. Because I, you know, I'll address the issues with the pressing plan. I'll be like, ah, oh, all right. Well, we may just need a little more time on the press. And they, you know, there's this thing called stitching that happens, and they maybe they have to press the records at like a higher temperature. For a little longer, um, uh, but yeah, I've been. I feel like I've had a real good track record. I've generally been really happy with how the Rindle final sounded. I rarely uh, feel uh, more like a big phony than when I have to listen to a test pressing of something and like nitpick it because I'm always just like, I don't know, it seems fine. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. It really stresses me out. Yeah. You know, occasionally one will sound so good that I'll just, it'll be just a joy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, mostly it's just, it gives me anxiety because I send you five of them and, uh, you know, you really feel obligated to listen to all five of them. 
Yeah, totally. <laughs> and you're like, boy, listen to this one. Good thing I like this because I should have heard it a lot. <laughs> test pressings. What do you do with test press? I just I have them all in my house. I don't know. What's yeah, I do too. I was just thinking about this the other day. Uh, I was thinking about putting them up on the mail order site to see if anybody yeah. wants them. I know there are some <laughs> yeah. labels that have had success selling test pressings as like these limited edition, yeah. uh, you know, kind of collector's items. I never really had yeah. a lot of success with that. When we we tried to do it for a couple maybe releases, like but a charity auction might be good. Oh yeah, but. I'm also, I'd be embarrassed if nobody had been on <laughs> right. either. I feel like I'd really want to feel confident that there's interest in them before I tried something like that. Yeah. I might try this soon. Yeah. I'll let you know how it goes, Owen. Let me know. Yeah, please. <laughs> Jared, you got some uh, music recommendations from Owen during the break. Is that right? That's right. Little behind the scenes here. Oh yeah. <laughs> while Owen's song was playing, I said, "Hey, Owen." We weren't. We what? weren't actually listening to my song while I was playing. We were, we were talking about other stuff. That's right. It's like, hey, Owen. What are some songs you've been into lately? So we got a couple right here. Yeah. First off. Yo, go ahead. I well, I've I've had a kind of a fraught relationship with this one ABBA song. Um, just today. Uh, I took my uh, youngest daughter to see Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again. Um, she loves musicals. And uh, I was looking at the soundtrack, and I saw that they did my favorite ABBA song on the soundtrack. Meryl Streep sings this song, The Day Before You Came, which is the final ABBA single. Maybe my favorite ABBA song. Hmm. And I was I was so excited. I cannot wait to see Meryl Streep sing the song. And we watched the movie, and it's not in the movie. They oh, put it on the soundtrack. Uh, but I felt, I was so angry. I was waiting the whole movie. But, uh, um, yes, great song. The final ABBA single. The only song they recorded to a click track. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, um, and, but it's interesting. They updated the lyric when Mer- Meryl Streep sings on the soundtrack. They uh, updated a lot of the cultural references. It's the the original song talks about watching the TV show Dallas. Oh. Instead, Meryl Streep sings about watching House of Cards. <laughs> what? I thought it was very curious. <laughs> yeah, bad also, choice. Didn't they just reboot <laughs> Dallas like a few years ago? It was back. I don't know. I was wondering if that was a personal decision on Meryl Streep's part or not. Yeah. But, uh... Does the movie... Oh, sorry, go ahead. What about... What about the movie? Uh, does it end with the last, uh... The last bit of dialogue being the words, uh... Here we go again. And then (laughs) then it cuts the credits. No, that's my favorite thing that happens in movies. But, uh... No, they didn't do it. All right. Anyway, sorry, what were you saying? (laughs) Oh, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I love the song, uh, The Day Before You Came. And there are a couple different interpretations about what the meaning of the song. And I, uh, just today I was reading through the Wikipedia page and so it's been a real... Uh, I've been real haunted by it today specifically. All right. Well, we'll play that. And then after that, we'll play another one. Looks like we got Desperado by the Langley School's Music Project. Yeah, heartbreaking. It's a little kid singing Desperado. 
<laughs> That's all you need to know. Job. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll play those, and then uh, I guess after that, we'll let you go, Owen. Well, it's been a real pleasure. Thank Thanks you for, for joining us. This is real fun. Everybody, I yeah, I miss you this too. Like, I was, yeah, it's uh, we need to get together to soon. soon. Yeah, this is like a nice, let's do it. Hangout, let's do it for real soon. Yeah, it's more, it's more fun when we do it for real. <laughs> hey, so, uh, run for co- run for cover records. Yeah, is that the is that the website run for cover records? Yeah, it probably is run for cover records probably dot com. <laughs> um. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna do some uh, I'm gonna check this out here. Run for cover records. They're a real record label. I bet they got. That oh yeah, on. this this is all checking out. It's it's runforcoverrecords.com. I go to the page, and it's a giant picture of your face. Is the first thing I see. Oh, it's gone. It's, it's just it's, as it's, I stipulated. It scrolled to the next <laughs> band, but contract. it's it's looping through. Your face is gonna pop up again. Anyway, yeah. If you go there, you can look at new releases. The first one there. Animal Companionship Boom. pre-order. Oh, I great. I chose the one that uh, I believe comes with a tote bag because you can never have too many tote oh, bags. Great. So, but you, listener, you can choose whichever bag. option you want. There's all these different colors. If the if the if test pressing gets folks, approved, if it, who knows, this might this record <laughs> might never it might just be uh, doing test pressings for the next 20 years. But whenever it is ready, that pre-order will ship. What? Um, They might be having a clearance sale on record jackets. (laughs) But uh, I would would ask the folks listening, if anything, just go to the website, click on it, look at the record cover that Jess Seaman's painted. It looks so great. She painted this dog, and I'm so thrilled uh, how that record looks. If nothing else, it's just... uh, a free a free wallpaper. You can uh, download that as a JPEG and make it your <laughs> desktop wallpaper. The nice exactly, looking dog. Yeah. <laughs> you said it. All right. Hey, thanks again, Owen. It's been a pleasure. Owen, orindlerecords.com is the website for Arindle. Is that right? It's actually just Arindle.com. Just Arindle.com. And it's not yeah, ordinal, or- everybody. It's Orindle. No. O-R-I-N-D-A-L. Dot com. Perfect. All right kinds of great money. stuff there. Nicholas Kurgovich Records, I don't think we mentioned that, yeah. but all kinds of good stuff. You're on that new uh Kurgovich jam album. Yeah, he used some uh, he actually uh he lifted a couple advanced bass beats and put them right on his song. <laughs> and uh I sent him some uh some freshies too. Yeah. I uh made a bunch of drum loops for him. And uh it's I really I feel a little weird talking it up because I'm on it. But uh, I love it. I think his new songs are great. All right. Well, thanks again, Owen. Mike, you have anything else to say? Thanks, Owen, for, for doing this. Can't wait to see you. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, likewise. All right. We're going to listen to a couple of Owen's picks now. We're going to hear ABBA with The Day Before You Came, followed by the Langley, Langley School's music project with Desperado. Here's ABBA. I always do My train, I'm certain Left the station just when it was two But there's a rainbow above you If it let somebody love you Before 
Bradley School's music project with Desperado. Before that, Abba with The Day Before You Came, picked up by our guest Owen Ashworth, who was with us for almost an hour, talking about his new record and animal companionship. Yeah, big thanks to Owen for uh, coming on the air with us. And now that he's gone, I can I feel like I can be honest yeah, and, please. and finally say... Uh, Please pick up that record when you can. Uh, I think it's so great. I just think it's good. Uh, beautiful songs. Lots of Indiana talk on there. Lots of animal friends on yeah. there. If you like Indiana, if you like animals, if you like music. Also, this didn't really come up, and it's weird to describe someone's thing that they do when they're sitting there with you, but if you like songs about characters, songs that are story-driven Songs with a narrative that tell an emotional tale and something happens from the beginning of the song to the end of the song. I think you'll really love Owen's music, Advanced Bass. Yeah. Highly recommended. Really wonderful stuff. All of it. The whole catalog's great, but I'm hotly anticipating that new one. And just a nice, a nice man. Nice guy. What a nice you guy. You spent time on the road with him. You got to know, see what he's really like oh, out I've there. Seen him, I've seen him when the... When the stuff goes when down, the stuff hits every the, the stuff hits the floor. Yeah, I know how he handles the, that uh, stuff, and he's yeah, great about it. He is. Well, Mike. Yes, Jared. You know it's about two. It's about quarter to three all over the world right now. Yeah. Want to just play some Let's tunes? Play on some our way more out. songs and uh, hit the trail. Hit the dusty trail. Thanks, as always, for tuning in to Unspoken Requests with Jared and Mike. That's us. We'll uh, catch you next time when we're back, hopefully with another guest at another show on another time. Oh, yeah. We got... we've I signed us on for another 10-year uh, extension on our contract. Great. So we will be here. Great. Well, I'll see you then, Jared. See you then. Bye. Bye.